You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. I am tired of negativity. So, on this episode, we're going to talk about something that I feel extremely positive about. Something that's very near and dear to the thing that beats into my chest. And this is actually my second go at recording this podcast. This episode, I uh, went off on this whole negativity thing because I just like... I never watched the news, but I just scrolled through like the little news stuff on Facebook, whatever the videos. And there's just people fighting everybody about everything. And there's the stuff in Afghanistan with, you know, families just like you and yours. And I, it just kind of hit me and it. And I'm just, Oh, it's like, I'm, it's like hitting me in the, in the head. It's hitting me in the head. It's like mentally affecting me at this point. Just, I don't know if it's just COVID, uh, malaise. I don't know if it's just uh, the fact, you know, we're still talking politics. I, I, there's this, oh God, I'm so sick of the negativity. I, I, I can't even leave my house anymore because I'm just angry at everybody. And I hate that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't. I'm mad at myself. And I don't want to be mad at myself. Usually I, I kind of like myself. Got a lot of things I need to accomplish and a lot of regrets I need to mend. But, you know, it's overall, I, I'm trying to enjoy the person that I am. But like society's in, a, in, another, in another realm than it's ever been. And I've been around since the 70s. It's always been shitty. <laughs> I mean, I, Everyone's always argued about everything, you know, Coke, Pepsi, McDonald's, Burger King, your favorite football, baseball, hockey, basketball team. It's a, it's a conflicted world. Everyone has their social media soapbox that they stand upon and they think they're important. You're not. I'm not. But lately, it's just been like layer after layer after layer. There's no good news. So... I really need to uh, put myself in a different state of mind. I just, I, I'm, I used to be able to handle it and not be upset, not let it affect me whatsoever, not be one of those people that are just walking around angry and grumpy all the time. But lately, that's totally been me. So it, it's always a good thing to. Wherever you have a mirror in your house, just go look at the damn thing and tell yourself, hey, <laughs> not only do I have a healthy kid who's in school right now and he's doing good and he's healthy and he's uh, funny and he's smart, not only is my mom a phone call away and she's doing good and we're making plans, and not only do I have just a wealth of people that I work with and that I legitimately call friends, 
I'm somewhat healthy. I'm chubby right now, but it's whatever. I'm healthy. I feel good. I just went vegan again for the last week. And like all my little ailments, funny enough, are just disappearing. I'm sleeping better at night. Like I don't have like chest pains at all anymore. And that was a thing, you know? And it's like I'm losing, I lost like seven pounds. I just feel better. You know, just things are not bad right now. For, for at least for me, things are not bad. Yes, there are some things that I'm going to talk about probably at the next episode that happened recently, but I don't want to get into that right now because I want to have a nice, positive, fun episode here talking about my business, my streaming television network, Asai TV. I have a bunch of questions that you guys sent in, and I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for participating, partaking. But I kind of want to get into like every single show that we do, every good memory that I've had with uh, the people that are the subjects of those shows, the focal points, the host, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we'll talk about some shows that actually got canceled and why we canceled them, and uh, we'll talk about some stuff that are uh, maybe we'll be revamping, uh, new shows that are on the way, uh, people that we've talked to, and we'll get to the mail. I actually have like three pages of notes, so be prepared to be here for six and a half hours, no no more than that. And I'm kidding, of course. I'm going to fire through this as quick as I possibly can. But I, and it won't be 100% negative. I'm going to try to make this 75% positive. Okay, is that all right? Can we agree that that's an acceptable uh, acceptable uh, ratio of positivity? I, I think that's fine. I, it, it's impossible to be entirely positive these days, and that's sad, but I think it's always been that way, and usually on this show, it's a nice 50-50, so I'm going to up the positivity and... Uh, get into it uh, right away before I go off on another sidebar about something that's uh, pissing me off or upsetting me. But right now is good. Right now is good. There's no uh, neighbors outside thumping shitty bass music. There's no... Uh, I don't smell cigarette smoke. I don't smell weed. Uh, there's no drunk people around me. There's uh, no spiders crawling on the walls that I can see at least. Uh, my cat's right here, uh, Marcy J. Cat. She's my trusty sidekick and co-host. She will meow at some point during this podcast, but I've learned to accept that. Um, nothing smells like shit. There's food in, you know, there's a roof over the head. These are, I'm just looking around for things to prove to myself that this is a positive day. This is good so far. I'm surrounded by a museum-like uh office here with just road memorabilia and souvenirs and stuff that I uh, picked up from all these uh, filming shoots. <laughs> you think I'd know what to call it by now, but from all these places that we've been where we've ran cameras and told stories and had uh, a good time doing so. There's this, like literally I have shelves everywhere, just stuff from all of those adventures. And that's cool. That's really cool, man. I like to be able to just go, Oh, I remember that. And and it's there. It takes you back to that place. And music does that. Sometimes a, a good show will do that. Uh, pictures on your phone can do that. And so can souvenirs and little tidbits that you take home. And I originally brought stuff home for the kid, but he'd always sneer at it. So I'm like, well, screw you. It means more to me, so I'll just put it out here in the office. 
Anyways, let's get started. Uh, one of the most uh, recent things that we've released, and probably the coolest thing that I've ever gotten to do on a side TV was the Nothing to Lose uh, Stephen Piercy rockumentary. And, and I've said this many times, we've interviewed him on the show. It's just, I, you know, it's one of those things where when I was looking forward to doing, I was like, I can't believe this might happen. And now that it's already done, edited, filmed, released, and uh, doing decent on a side TV, could be a lot better, of course, but it's, uh, you know, it's that $5 paywall. And <laughs> there's 1% of the negativity coming out. You people hit that paywall and you're like, oh, I don't want to spend $5. Meanwhile, you'll spend $5 to go get a large coffee at Starbucks or pay 15 a month for Hulu. I pay like 30 a month for Hulu. It, you know, it's 17 cents a day, people. We're on, you can get it anywhere. AsaiTV.com, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire. It's, uh, it's, it's out there. It's five bucks a month. Get it, keep it, don't cancel. Because if you cancel, that makes you lame. Actually, the only way you can cancel on some formats is to email cancelingislame at gmail.com. Uh, don't go there because, like I said, it makes you lame. It's 17 cents a month. You're supporting a uh, family-run small business what do I got? What else do I got to say? Veteran owned? Does that help you? Yes, it is veteran owned. I was in the army for years. Uh, you know, we're surviving by the skin of our teeth here, people. So get it, keep it, don't cancel because canceling is lame. Um, but anyways, back to Stephen Piercy. It's just one of those things, man. I grew up, and I've told this story so many times. Just being, you never saw me without a, a rat T-shirt. Him and Bobby Blotter are the reasons I sing and play drums. Um, and he's every bit what I thought he'd be. He's a cool, laid-back guy uh, with still one foot in the gutter and uh, you know, one foot in the cellar, I should say, and his head in the clouds. Um, he's an icon for my time, for people like me. He's a music icon. He's uh, the voice of, uh, of my generation. And that's what I wanted Asai TV to be, for people from my generation, yeah, we got food shows, we got travel shows, we got shows for men, women, kids, whatever. But we got the wrestling on there, we got the rock and roll on there. I want this to be something for this niche. And I got and the stupid thing is I have to be careful. Here's two percent negativity. I have to be careful by saying that now because it's not okay to be a white straight man and say for my generation or for my niche. I'm not excluding anybody, you idiots, that think that. It's not about that at all. It's just something that I know. So I do what I know. That's it. I don't go out looking for people based on how much skin pigmentation they have. I don't. I don't even know what nationality Stephen Piercy is. I have no idea. He's just Stephen freaking Piercy. I don't know what nationality 90% of the people are on a side TV. And I don't care. I've never looked at any of them and said, oh, you're black. No, you're just you. It's, why can't people grasp this concept? And I'm waiting for the day when we blow up and we're going to blow up, goddammit. Got a lot of stuff in the way. If you, if By the end of this episode, if you don't realize that a side TV is going to go to the next level, the next level, the next letter, and keep climbing that, climbing that, climbing that ladder, then you didn't listen to the podcast because I got the, I got the proof right here. 
but I, I, I'm waiting <laughs> for that time. And I know it's going to happen. Happens to every business. Happens to Netflix. Happens to Hulu. Happens to all of them all the time. Like one loud person will say, well, there's not enough Mexicans on a side TV. Or there's not enough black people on us. There's no gay representation on a side TV. There's no people from Samoa on a side TV. There's no... That's because... They didn't come to me. <laughs> I don't look for them. I see somebody. Like we're going to be working with Chelsea Green here pretty soon. I just saw her and her outgoing personality. And the fact that she just has a story to tell and she just wants to get out there and push her brand and push herself as a, as a, as a, as a public figure and make money. through. You know, I don't look at her. I don't know what nationality Chelsea Green is and I don't care. Okay, can can I cut this now? I think I'm up to 5% negativity, and I've only got like 20 left. So got to save it for some of the canceled shows and things like that. <laughs> Anyways, I got to uh, just, just hang out and be a fly on the wall and interview him through all these historic places in his life, tell his life story. We're at his mom's house in San Diego. And I'm just, you know, we're in the bedroom where his mother and, and I guess father too, you know, passed away. And it's just seeing that side of somebody who you've uh, been a fan of, dare I say idolized for so many years, decades and decades. And uh, that was just me and him in there. There was nobody else. I got to share that moment with him. Yes, you get to watch it, but I was there holding the camera. And it's just, you know, and, and everybody I talk about today, I'm going to kind of share some little moments with, but that was real personal being in his office, seeing all the platinum records on the walls and the listening to unreleased rat songs, just me and him that, you know, <laughs> who gets to do that with people that they, that they cherish as humans. I, I, I got to, and it was just something that I'll never forget as a singer. I've always wanted to play at the whiskey a go-go. I never got to. Um, mainly because of location and mainly because like the last couple bands I've been in have been cover bands and they don't really book those at the whiskey as far as I know. But I got to go on the whiskey stage for a long time and film with a camera in my hand. Yes, I didn't do it with a microphone, but I did it with a camera. I didn't do it with a drum set, but I did it with my Sony AX700 camera with, again, you know, Stephen Piercy. So there's, uh, you know, different ways you can look at your bucket list. And that's one thing I got to scratch off. Got full access to the place, the whiskey. I mean, backstage where all the stuff is, it's history. That place is rock and roll history. That whole Sunset Strip is rock and roll history. I should have been there, but I was too damn young at the time. Then we go down the street to the Rainbow. We didn't actually get to film Steven there because... He was tired and went to, uh, you know, went home after the concert. And, um, but we were there. We got full access to that place and we can film there anytime. So I might take Go There, Eat That and film at the freaking Rainbow. I mean, these are all bucket list items that I get to live because of a side TV, because of my little creation uh, of a television network. It's crazy, man. And we're going to be doing more stuff with Steven here pretty soon. I believe in Vegas with some, uh, uh, top field drag racing cars. And it's, it, there's so much on the plate 
And I know he's got a lot on his plate right now. He's touring again and uh, moving, which is always stressful. So love him. Uh, love his fiance, soon-to-be wife, Christy. Uh, man, just two great people, genuine people, um, wonderful to have on the team, great business minds. And it's just a true honor. It really is. And it's not just a true honor because, you know, I've been a Stephen Piercy fan my whole life. It's just a true honor because they're good people. That's that's the big thing. You know, Stephen Piercy could have been the biggest dickhead in the world. And I would have been like, well, at least I know. And at least we got this project. But no, it's not. It's not that at all. Both of them. And everybody, everybody in the band, everybody at the places we got to film, uh, even the lady that currently lives in his mom's old house was just super nice. And it was just such a good experience out there in California uh, between L.A. and San Diego and everywhere in between. And we got to do a lot of other stuff and get to see the city. And just it, man, it, that was a really good experience. And I have uh, also Heather uh, Noel, who's a director for operations, Asai TV, uh, her to thank for it as well because she made it happen. So. Um, it's not hard to be negative and bitch about shit. It is hard often to just take a look around and realize where you're at. I've been doing better with that lately, and I hope you uh, try to get better as well. Look around. You know, you could be in the worst situation. You could still look around and say, hey, okay, <laughs> this is cool, or we'll get through this, <laughs> you know, it's, but anyways, being out there with them was one of those like moments where I just had to kind of take a deep breath and go, yeah, this is happening. And that's great. And I love those kind of situations. So, uh, you can watch nothing to lose a Stephen Piercy rockumentary right now on SI TV and, um, lots of extras and different interviews and stuff. Um, and it's also one of those breadcrumb things where by working with Steven, we might be working with other people who we'll talk about later. And uh, and I'll talk about the breadcrumbs later. It, well, I'll talk about the breadcrumbs now. I think I've talked about them before. One thing leads to another. That's what a breadcrumb is when I'm in this jurisdiction of, of dialogue. It's you, you leave breadcrumbs behind. You meet Gallows and you film with him. And that leads me to Heath and to Mike and Maria. And then you meet Ring of Honor through Mike and Maria. And then you meet, you know, by filming Heath's show, you can meet Chelsea and actually, no, I met Chelsea through Maria. So these things just keep leading and leading and leading to other things. So I might film with Chelsea and then film, meet somebody else. We're going to be doing a show about beaches. Who knows? And that's the best thing is because I know it's coming, but I don't know what's coming after that. And that's the coolest thing about being the head of what I do uh, with a side TV. Heath, who I just talked about, Heath Miller, formerly known as Heath Slater in World Wrestling Entertainment. I met him at uh, Gallo's house, uh, Drew Hankinson, who's uh, formerly known as Luke Gallows, currently known as the Big LG Doc Gallows, uh, who with Impact Wrestling and AEW. Um, Heath showed up a little late and... Um, I was trying to interview everybody at the talking shop of mania, the first one. And I said, well, I got to get Heath. And Heath was, had a couple drinks in him at that point. <laughs> so I pulled him out by the pool. I said, Hey man, and we, I don't know. I just, uh, he had recently been released from WWE as well. Even though that night, uh, he was on Monday night raw, just did a little comeback thing. And I was watching him 
him on Monday Night Raw, which was taped, we you know, right right behind him. So I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And it's another one of those things. Like, oh, that's a little surreal. Okay. Um, he just turned out to be a cool guy, man. Like every time, and for some reason, he kept popping up. Like both of the Talking Shop, uh, a mania documentaries that I filmed, and a couple episodes of Good Brother. He just kept popping up, uh, doing all these things that Drew or or Gallows would drag him into, you know. And every time I aimed the camera at him. It was one of my favorite things to film for that entire show. He's just got that, uh, he's got that instant charisma, man. He's a genuinely good guy. That's, it's easy to say that. It's not easy to mean that. I look at a lot of people and go, well, he's a good guy, but not genuinely good guy. Um, I always have fun every time I'm in a room with Heath. And we've got three episodes on a side TV right now. And it's, uh, he got injured. At, in impact wrestling, he just did a simple spot and his body said, Nope, that's it. <laughs> it's, you know, almost 15 years into this stuff. I think I'm going to take a break and had some ab tears and hernias and all kinds of stuff. So we got surgery and now we're filming the, the road to recovery, so to speak, and to getting back into the ring through this though, I get to meet his family, his wife, Stephanie, <laughs> just, um, speechless on how giving and just like hospitable uh her and heath and everybody in their house is just real truly is uh so it's really and i never would have met her without meeting heath i never would have met heath without meeting gallows never would have met gallows if i wasn't filming with amy duma never would have met amy if i didn't film at the comic-con thing uh four years ago Never would have done the Comic-Con thing if I wasn't hanging out with Hellscream, who we used to have a show with, and we'll talk about them later. It's so weird, man. It's just follow the breadcrumbs. But um, my, <laughs> I, And as much as I love Heath and I think his wife is great, I, uh, I love their kids, man. Their daughters, Rosalind and Remy, are just polar opposites. One is like, one could be like the host of Jeopardy!, and the other one could be like the next Elvira. They are just the cutest, like smartest, funniest. Oh, man, I, <laughs> I just absolutely like the, the last time I went there, I, I just brought them a bunch of gifts. And I, I had to because it just I wanted to give them something for being awesome. But you ever do that? You're just like, I don't know you, but you're awesome. And I just want to like have some kind of impression to let you know, please here's something just to remind you to please keep being awesome. These kids got huge futures. Uh, they're going to go a lot farther in the world than Heath did. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Um, but it's just a great show. It's a show about their family, about like I said, recovery. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling stuff that gets thrown in there. We went to high spots, which is a place where I bought my first wrestling boots online. And it's like, this like, (laughs) like, emporium of pro wrestling you can get rings and you can get gear and you can get toys and merch and just everything it's it's historic in the uh insiders of pro wrestling it's it's like a church for pro wrestling it's wonderful uh speaking of church they dragged me to their church one day i'm not a religious person so it wasn't like something i was and that's on the latest episode it actually just released a couple days ago i'm not a church guy Heath knows that, I, but I don't disrespect anybody who 
does church. I don't care. Like, do your thing. Like, do whatever makes you happy, whatever you need in your life, do it. If there's a church of tacos, I'll go to that church. That's fine. Maybe I'll start that church. I'll stand up on the pulpit and be like, ladies and gentlemen, please grab your tortillas. You know, I, I mean, whatever you believe in, whatever you love, whatever makes you feel good. But, you know, I'm, I'm not there to disrespect anything. I filmed a segment at their church and it was, you know, nice, I guess. I, it's not my thing. I don't know. But I'm not there to promote my agenda or my things on anybody. It's their thing. And I'm a fly in the wall. And I'm telling their story. So my opinions don't freaking matter. Neither do yours. I mean, more people need to realize that. And here we go. I think I'm up to 12% negativity with this statement. You're not important. Your opinions don't matter. They don't. My opinion doesn't matter. None of us are important. So shut up. Got it? I tell myself that I tell myself that all the time. Just shut up, Brandon. Shut up and do your job. Do what you like to do. Shut up. If you truly don't agree with something and you don't want it on my network, then I won't put it on my network. If somebody comes out there and they're like, you know, Nazis are great. Like <laughs> they were misunderstood people. Nazis are amazing. No, I wouldn't put that on my network, but you won't ever have that with Heath because he's just incredible. We got to visit the basement toy store up in Roanoke and uh while he was doing some online signing gimmick and I found an I Dream of Genie like comic book that for my mom. Her name's Genie. So it's just I, I love this stuff, man. I love the adventure the nonstop adventure. And when I come home and I have to edit for a couple weeks, like I'm in the process of doing now, uh, actually I got everything done. I have one project that doesn't need to be released for like another couple months. So, um, everything's done and I'm really happy about this. So I'm, uh, <laughs> kind of itching to get back on the road with camera in hand, but I love Heath and I love his family and I love this show. I'm hoping we get another two episodes of Heath house, which is available now on a side TV we still got to get him doing physical therapy. We're going to get his eventual comeback at Impact Wrestling. Lots to get, man. And uh, just his personality. You could put a camera in front of him and let him talk for 40 minutes or whatever, and it'll be a good show. I, there's, there's no lack of anything with him and his family. Uh, if anything, just I wish I had a three-person crew to catch all of it. All right. Uh, Amy Duma, also known as Lita, Hall of Famer, uh, Wrestling Hall of Famer Lita, We've been doing this UFO show for a while. We got five episodes out. Like we, I I do everything in fives. I'm like, let's do five episodes. So we got those done, and it's been about a year and a half uh, since we've done anything, mainly because of COVID. Oh, I I think Amy's great. I love her dog, the Kins. Um, I enjoy doing this show. I've always liked the UFO culture stuff. I don't want to do a show where we're chasing aliens and doing all the nonsense with the cameras to the skies and all that. I don't, why? Why would I do that? Everyone does that. Uh, it's not a documentary. It's not serious by any means. It's not. That's weird. Hang on. My chair. Something. It literally felt like somebody was behind me. <laughs> okay. Speaking of paranormal stuff, um, that was weird. So it felt. Where the hell is my cat? I'm not editing this out either. I don't know what that was. It felt like someone was like, it it felt like my cat was, you know, how the cats like they stretch on things and they kind of like 
need their paws and she used to claw in the front. Sorry, I didn't know at the time how bad that was. But she was kind of kneading her paws at the back of the chair. And I look back to uh like see her, you like scratch her head or something, and there's no cat. Like I have no idea where my cat's at. That was so weird. <laughs> oh, shit. I felt like I was having like a tw- like a twitch or something. The chair was shaking with force, like something was pushing it. That is so weird. I don't think my office here is haunted by any means. I don't. That was weird though. My chair was like moving back and forth. Okay, I'm done talking about it. If it happens again, then I'll be worried. But maybe I just had a sciatic nerve or something. Back. I, who knows? But anyway, back to Amy. Um, we traveled uh, on two separate occasions for these five episodes, got to go to Roswell, got to go to the extraterrestrial highway, got to meet Travis Walton from fire in the sky, like the most popular it, alien abductee of all times. That's on there. Uh, got to go to meow wolf for the first time, you know, just all of these amazing things. And then there's the stuff that we didn't even know, like the uh, alien themed roller rink with uh that was in uh, Santa Fe and just all these little cool things. And that's what it's about. It's about the fun stuff, about the kitschy roadside attractions and the shops and the, and the, the culture of these little hotspots for UFO activity. We're not trying to get onto area 51 here. We're not trying to, uh, you know, flag down government conspiracies. It's not about that. It's just about telling the stories of, UFO culture and, and fun little alien stuff and the blues, uh, the blues, the grays and the greens and all that. And, uh, having her personality be the backbone for all of it. And, uh, when the camera's rolling, she has the greatest personality on screen that there is. Um, outside of that, she's extremely laid back. And the funny thing is I always thought we'd be better friends. I wasn't expecting to take Trish Stratus's spot as her best friend or anything, but, uh, I, no, we're, we're, I, I truly believe that we're friends. I just, we're, we were both singers in bands. We were both wrestlers for a long time. At the time, I was vegan, and I'm actually vegan again right now. Um, we had all of these things in common. Like every time we had a conversation, it'd be like something else came up that we had in common. So it was weird that way. Like sometimes you go six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 months without hearing from her. And I always, try to contact everybody. Maybe I drive people crazy and I, and I don't care. It, I'm a communicator. This is my business. This is how I do all the stuff that you say we need to do. Feed the kids, put the roof over the head, pay the bills, keep the lights on. This is how I do it. I film these TV shows and then I try to film more and you buy subscriptions to a side TV. We live and breathe on those $5 a month people. So again, don't cancel. That's lame. But anyways, uh, no, I'm not saying anything bad about Amy whatsoever. I think she's great. Um, The only time she was kind of mad at me was when we couldn't find a hotel in Sedona, Arizona, because they're all booked up for spring break. I didn't even know it was spring break. So we all had to sleep in a, like three of us in a Toyota RAV4 for like four hours and then get up and film and then drive all the way to Roswell for like however long that was. That was a, I, I didn't sleep for two, two straight days. So if there's any jittery moments holding the camera, that would be why. Anyways, I can't wait to do more with Amy. She's thrown a bunch of ideas at uh, me for different types of shows. 
And, you know, I, I want to do more UFO show. I, I've come across in the last year and a half so many things and so many people uh, that would fit her show. I mean, some of it's like right in her backyard. So I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing like a major agenda or anything right here. I'm not pushing a major schedule. It's like two or three days at a time, but I'd like to get another five of those episodes out uh, before we get old and gray which I think I'm already getting there. Okay, what the hell, dude? My, now something rubbed... Okay, this is weird. Something just rubbed against my leg, and it felt like my cat, but my cat is not here. It's not the wire for the headphones. Or was it? No, that's, all, that's way over there. I got, I'm worried about my cat. Did my cat like just die in the other room and her ghost is over here or something? Kitty, kitty, kitty. Marcy J. Cat, where are you? Okay, this is going to be like a, a subplot throughout the entire podcast, apparently. But I've only gotten two, two shows done, so three shows done so far. Um, let's go with some of our homegrown talent. Uh, Ricky. I met Ricky when we were filming Go There, Eat That at the Heart Attack Grill in uh, Las Vegas. And I think I've told this story as well, so I'm running out of stories here. Maybe, might need to wrap up the podcast forever, but... I'm not going to lie to you. I completely fell head over heels nuts about Ricky. She's just one of the most fun people to banter back and forth with. Uh, I would love to do a podcast with her, to be honest with you. Um, Just a fun, fun person to talk to. And yeah, she was in her nurse gimmick. That's what they make their waitresses wear there. They dress like nurses and we dress like patients at the heart attack grill. And then if you don't eat all your food, they spank you and the food's just really bad for you. And, it's a whole gimmick, of course. I mean, Las Vegas is a gimmick, but I could see through that. And yeah, she was playing the role, but I could see through that and just tell that she was quick-witted and just fun, fun to uh, be around. And I was right. Um, I think I'm pretty good at finding talent. Uh, I, I remember being pretty good at finding talent for when I was a pro wrestling promoter. And I'd just read somebody and go, okay, this is what you should do. And this will work. And nine out of 10 times, it did if they gave it a shot. Ricky's, I just knew that we could do a show about Las Vegas because I wanted to know more about Las Vegas myself. If I'm interested, then that means there's a whole bunch of people out there that are interested. So who else would I call who knows the place, who lives there? So I'm like, what about that waitress? And, 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 you know, a little selfishly, I mean, she's married with a child and it's not like that at all, trust me. But, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I have a huge crush on her and her husband probably knows. Uh, But it's, you know, people are allowed to have crushes on people. Okay. It happens all the time. If we didn't, there would be no celebrities. Um, People have crushes on me and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Why? It's weird. But I just, uh, I reached out to her and um, here we are, I think five or six episodes later and she's been fantastic. She knows how to just start and stop a segment. I don't know if that makes any sense or a sentence in period. She just knows that inflection in her voice and the deflection to end it. It's like, like I just did. Like she knows the inflection, how to start it and how to end it. She's just good on camera. I am lucky and very grateful to have uh, Ricky and that Vegas show is what we called the show on a side TV. It's, I mean, I call it homegrown talent because, you know, she's not a mega celebrity, but damn it, man, she should be. 
There's a lot of these people that should be uh, that aren't already. I, I love my homegrown talent. Those are my friends. I mean that too. These are people that are just you and me, but they just have something that, you know, maybe I'm the one that noticed it, but they have something. And I think it's just great. And uh, you can watch that Vegas show, of course. All You can watch every show that I talk about here on Asai TV right now. Lots of episodes. Uh, we got some extras and stuff like that as well on there. So look it up, that Vegas show. You'll love it. You'll want to go to Vegas. You'll want to hang out with Ricky. But I am the only one that gets to go to Vegas and hang out with Ricky. That's it. Nobody else. <clears throat> Should have got some coffee or some water or something. My voice, you hear that? I got ghosts in here. I'm trying not to be negative. And now my voice is going to give out when I'm only four shows in and talking about, I don't know, about 30 shows. <clears throat> Gallows. <laughs> Drew Hankinson is the man's real name. You may have known him as Festus. You may have known him as Luke Gallows. You may currently know him as the big LG Doc Gallows. I just reached out, man. Um, I reached out and said, hey, I heard you got released. Uh, if you want to tell your story, blah, 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 blah. And he reached back. We talked for a couple months, and uh, he started booking this talking shop a mania thing coming up. So I just we go out to Georgia. It was me and Heather for most of it, and just myself at other times. And you know, we have six episodes of this now. It's called Good Brother, and it's his whole life story between WWE and basically impact and AEW all the talking shop mania stuff there all the promotional stuff is there all the family stuff is there we went to freaking Maryland and interviewed his mom and dad and, and his grandpa and grandpa and his brothers and just as we were at a family picnic in our family uh, get together for like one of his nephew's birthday parties and all this stuff it was a really good time man and um you know Drew is all business uh he is a businessman he's a carny uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a very positive way. He's, uh, and what do I mean by that? I've, basically, in the wrestling world, Carney is somebody who is just really good at being a, a hokey businessman. He knows the he knows the field. It's carnival. Uh, you know, step right up. Let me guess your weight. Whatever. Just give me your money, and then here's a twenty five cent toy for you to win. It's he's that guy. He's the ringleader. He's. Um, <laughs> he could be the clown or the lion tamer. Trust me. He's, I respect the hell out of that guy. Um, some of the things that I remember mostly about filming with, uh, with gallows and, and the good Brothers show are, I remember being, I, like I said, I filmed both of the behind the scenes documentaries for the talking shop, a mania pay-per-views. Uh, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's uh, ridiculous. It's like a spoof parody of pro wrestling. And if you are getting angry, that somebody is spoofing pro wrestling. That's like getting mad at the movie airplane, which I love because it's a disrespect to the airline industry. It, that that's stupid. You know, that's stupid. So just enjoy it for what it is. But I just remember looking in every direction and, and not only is gallows there who, you know, I've, I wrestled for 20 years, but I never made it to that level. So I'm still a fan and I get to see these people that I've seen on TV for years. Awesome. I'm looking over there, and there's uh, not only Gallows and Carl Anderson and just, you know, Heath. I got to meet Heath and Brian Myers and uh, Hornswoggle, the Powers of Pain, Scott Steiner, the Rock and Roll Express. I, I literally could sit here and keep doing this and going on and on and on and on and on. But uh, 
the one thing that Gallows did for me, whether he meant to or not, was he really, I mean, Amy Dumas from the UFO show, she was, you know, a huge name in wrestling, Hall of Famer. But Gallows is like well connected. Um, he knows everybody. And by knowing him, I got to meet and know just about everybody. And it wasn't just a talking shop of mania stuff either. You know, we did some other stuff where Eric Young was there and, uh, you know, Chris Masters and just so many different uh, personalities in the wrestling industry. Teddy Long and Mr. Hughes. And I, I literally, literally can just go on for the rest of the hour here and uh, talking about all the people that I got to meet and work with, which is great. Um, but yeah, he brought me into this little higher echelon after being on the independent circuit and being a promoter for 20 years and not meeting anybody and not meaning a damn thing to the industry. And I was cool with that because I was having fun. But finally I get out of wrestling and then, you know, I start filming this thing with gallows and boom, I'm in a place now where I work with people at ring of honor and impact and AEW and, and even WWE, if you want to include uh, Amy and it's just, I kind of know everybody now and it's put me in a place in, in the professional wrestling industry where I never thought I'd get to. And it's kind of funny. It's the same thing with uh, the Stephen Piercy thing. I'm talking to all these rock stars that I grew up and now we're talking to like even more about doing their own shows. And it put me into the, that level of music where I, okay, I got a taste of that level. And now, like I said, Gallows brought me into the wrestling again and then I got a taste of that level. So there was, there was a lot of cool stuff, man. Uh, you know, being on a little boat with him and, and his whole family and friends and all that stuff, going out and looking at goats, like this little goat island out there in Georgia. Uh, oh, so many things. My favorite thing was going up and meeting the family, eating at Curtis's famous wieners. Uh, be just, yeah, man, it's just, again, you just look around and go, this is why I do this. So I appreciate him. I really do. Um, I hope that we have another season coming out. We have, like I said, the six episodes for first season, and we have the two documentaries for the Talk of Shop of Mania uh, on the network now. So go check it out. <sighs> the Bennett's. Oh, my goodness. You know, again, another gallows uh, breadcrumb here. When I met Mike and Maria, I just thought they were awesome. Uh, did a quick interview with them. Just loved the way they played with each other on while talking and just bantered back and forth. Um I will be single unless I can find someone I can do that with. That's just it. And ultimately, uh, Mike and I kind of do do that. Uh, so maybe, you know, if things don't work out with him and Maria, then, uh, you know, I might be next in line for Mike. Uh, Mike and Brandon, right? Anyways, um, I think we tried that recently with the podcast and it didn't take off. So tis whatever. I think I missed my chance. I don't think Maria's going anywhere. Uh, but anyways, I love seeing those two together. I I'd be stupid to not say, hey, let's do a show about your family. And much like Heath uh, and his family, their kids are just so cool. A little Carver is the cutest baby with these big blue eyes. And just, just when he smiles, literally the room gets brighter. Freddie is just nonstop action, just talks, talks, talks. And it's not like normal baby talk where you're just like tuning it out and going, oh, God, I wish this kid would shut up. No, it's not that at all. You're actually interested in what she says. It's like she's telling you stories, and like my, my camera just keeps going towards Freddie Moon. And um, we have three episodes out there. The first one was LA. The second two were in uh, uh, Illinois, where they live. So 
lots of uh, the Bennett stuff there. Uh, if I can give you a personal moment with both, uh, on the third episode, I was in the living room with Maria and, you know, she kind of, you know, broke down a little bit, um, just talking about where they were. And this is before they got their contracts with ring of honor. This is like right before they got their contracts with ring of honor. So they didn't really know where they were going. You know, they got these huge contracts in WWE and they weren't honored. Um, you know, WWE, which is a company I grew up idolizing and loving, loving Vince McMahon and everything that he produced, bought every T-shirt, bought every magazine, bought every toy. And it, it sucks so bad. And I've talked about this before as well. Uh, it just sucks to know that they kind of don't give a shit about their wrestlers unless their wrestlers are, you know, the top tier guys, uh, which there's no reason a Mike Bennett couldn't have been a top tier guy. So. It's very irritating and very frustrating to uh, hear all this stuff. I hate it, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I was just uh, in the living room with her, and I think she was vacuuming up after the kids and just kind of having a little breakdown there. And I, it's always awkward when you know people are crying. And I've interviewed a lot of crying people uh, for various things, you know, life or death things. But this is their family. This is how they make their living, and they, they're at a crossroads. Thankfully, Ring of Honor, which is a top-notch, awesome company, um, you know, realized what they had right there, and hopefully they uh, put them towards the very, very top of the card. There's no reason Mike Bennett shouldn't be a 10-time world champion by now. And Maria, on the other hand, just brilliant. As brilliant as she is beautiful and uh, business-minded, uh, she terrifies me a little bit. I don't know why. She always has. Um, I've hid that pretty well up until now. <laughs> so, um, but Mike, uh, kind of turned into a pretty decent little friend there. We got to spend 10 days on the road filming the, I love this shit documentary where he kind of got in touch with the independent wrestling circuit. Again, all of this is on a side TV. So, uh, please check that out. Um, lots more to come. Hopefully I'm supposed to be with them again at ring of honor. I don't know. It's been changing so much. Drives me crazy. Not their fault. It's all this. It was supposed to be in Florida, but then that's going COVID crazy again. So they moved it to Philly. And now I got to find out if I'm a part of that. So I'm just like, oh, guys. (sighs) My time is very valuable, you know, COVID. So uh, get your shit together, COVID, and get good. Just die already. Back to some uh, homegrown talent. Um, A Call to Adventure is a fun show. And it's the result of me being a total creeper. I'm not going to lie to you. I have a friend who posted a video where they were doing like ring girl stuff for some MMA fighting, whatever. I don't even remember my friend's name, to be honest with you. I can't remember it at the moment. I'm having a loss for words at that at the, for, for her name. But she posted this video and this other girl starts talking. And her voice was just, it took over the video. I forgot. I was It was even the other girl's video. And like just jaw-droppingly beautiful, but the personality is the thing that I noticed the most. And I just told my friend, I said, who is that? Like, I just, I had to know who is that? Like, just tell me, like, I, I I don't know what I was even feeling at that point. And I I don't know this person at all. I don't, but, uh, it turned out to be Chantal Danga and I was, we met up at some little restaurant in Denver to talk about maybe doing a show, because I just love outgoing people with just explosive 
just ah personalities that's and, and I just was drawn drawn like sucked in like if I'm watching her again other people will do the same and I think I'm right uh, I know I'm right and we got to meet up at this restaurant and everything and she was everything and more that I was hoping she would be just super excitable and smart so smart and driven and she's got her shit together and just uh, she has three beautiful, incredibly just amazing kids. Again, I, it's funny how I get older and it's like 30 years ago, I just would have been like, Chantel Dango, my God, oh, I love her. I want to be, I never talk like that, by the way. I don't know why I'm using that voice, but no, I did, but now it's just, you see other things in people, you grow up. And you don't just notice the exterior. You just notice like the stuff that's inside. She has the most pure heart and it's uh, such a good mom, such a good person, works her ass off. Again, I'm so lucky and so grateful to have uh, Chantel and A Call to Adventure on Asai TV. We've been skydiving and ATV and white rotter rafting and uh, shooting pistols and rifles and bow and arrows and sword fighting and pro wrestling. Uh, always got to sneak that in there. Boxing, MMA, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm trying to go through all the three or four episodes that we've done. Ice climbing. We've done so many things uh, for her show. And it's been about a year since we've done one, which makes me sad. But again, with the COVID and she's a medical worker in the health field. So she's constantly in classes and upgrading her stuff and she just bought a house. She, oh God, this girl has got her stuff together. Um, and I, I, I love everybody on this network in one way or another. I truly, truly love Chantel. Uh, as good of a, I, I wish she was closer so we could be even better friends. I just, uh, I, I, I want to do more. I want more Chantel on this ITV. We've got to do more stuff, girl. So, um, I know she always. Tells me about every four months that she'll send me some open dates, but never does. Uh, but I get it. I get it. People are busy. Their world does not revolve around Brandon or Side TV, but mine does. So um, let's go ahead and get some uh, dates on the calendar, girl. Uh, the person I love the most on Side TV period, of course, my son, Brandon Bishop. You can call him Junior if you want to. <clears throat> when he was young... We started doing a show called Too Sweet with Ayana Cruz, who was my girlfriend's daughter at the time. And we're going to talk about her in a little bit. Um, and I remember feeling kind of bad because when, when he was with me, he kind of got shunned to the side. In hindsight, I wish we would have done the show together. I don't know why we didn't. Uh, probably because he wasn't like with me the days that we were filming, whatever. But... Um, it was just, I, I, I felt weird. I felt like I was like neglecting him a little bit and like casting all my attention and all the, the spotlight on her. And I, I really felt bad and she deserved it. She was very, very good at what she did. And again, we'll talk about that later, but the, um, I felt bad about that. So I wanted to try and see if he wanted to do something. He said he did. And, um, I had no idea he'd be that good. Uh, did I have faith in him? Of course I did. But I, he's really good. He, he, it's a lot like Ricky, where he has that uh, inflection that um, he knows when to start and stop sentences. Uh, he's pretty much a one-taker. There's been times, like with everybody, myself included, where it takes 
you know, 10 takes to get it right, but that's fine. That's, that's what we do. It's acceptable. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, he's great. We've done like 10 episodes and we've done everything from like playing with sloths to flying over San Francisco Alcatraz and the golden gate bridge to, uh, you know, food, to go-karts, to arcades, to VR stuff, to just fun places all over the country. And it's so rewarding for me as a dad and uh, just just rewarding to not only give him these experiences and have the fun that we've had, but just to let him let him know that he can do this. Is it something he wants to do? I don't know. Maybe he will. He's 13 and it, you know his mind changes every day. One day he likes spaghettios. the next day he you know I've had two cans of spaghettios sitting in his little fridge here for like three months now. They're probably not even good anymore. So he changes all the time and he's growing and he's got his getting more independent. We haven't done a, a show since we did the golf show. Uh, I think probably last year at this point, maybe earlier. Yeah, it was last year. So I don't know. I mean, I, I want to do more BBX Mauser stuff. We talk about it all the time, but uh, I think the thing that he really likes doing is his other show, which he shares with me called father, son and a spooky ghost. We've only done two episodes, the Iron Spring Chateau and the uh, Cave of the Winds, but they were really good episodes. Like, watch these. Go to a side TV, subscribe if you haven't, whatever. It's only five bucks. Stop being a cheapskate. Watch Father, Son, and the Spooky Ghost and tell me if you don't think that show is good enough to be on any network. I think it is. I have such a good time with him, and he's so damn good. He's so good that I, I said, hey, you do the voiceovers for it. You know, I mean, this is your show. So he comes up with all these ideas and um, we need to do more. It's just like, you know, just like anything, we need to do more. I have really no excuses except for it's hard to find haunted places that'll let us go film. Um, I can't really get on the road and travel. Uh, we plan on doing that, maybe spring, uh, fall break or something coming up. We'll just get on the road for five days and film five episodes. That would be fun. Um, I think he would hate every minute of it because he's not a big traveling fan yet. I wasn't either when I was his age, but um, yeah, it just, we got to get more of that done. And it's, it's just such an honor. I love that kid so much. He'll never, he'll know someday, but right now, not for a while. He's a teenager, but I love him so much. And I'm just uh, proud. And, uh, you know, from somebody who didn't have a dad, I had a stepdad for a while, but we only did kind of things that he wanted to do, like hunting and, walking around the woods and I don't care about that stuff. Um, This is just something we get to share. We'll always have these, even if it ends up being the two episodes, which we're going to do more. I know we will. It's something we'll have forever. And we got to do this together and I I can't wait to do more. I just love watching him work when he's in a business mind and he's okay. We got to do this. He's, he's so cool, man. And he's calm and, and, not stressed out and he's just okay whatever let's do this and then talks so well like i can't have a conversation with the kid unless i'm on camera with him ah anyways love that kid ivalice getting ready to go film a couple new more episodes with her in orlando and tampa uh we got some awesome stuff lined up with dolphins and manatees and alligators and restaurants and just i can't wait to get out there um met her how did i meet her i uh you know i just looked her up on instagram i think it was i just reached out to her and said hey man like what are you doing like i and en- i enjoy your stuff do you want to do a show it's 
Uh, I, I respect her as a pro wrestler. That's pretty much what, uh, where it came from. And maybe she was talking or doing something online. And I was just like, yeah, that she's different than everybody. Um, she just has that little fire, that little more, uh, she's just different. She's different than Chantel. She's different than Amy. She's different than, uh, Ricky, anybody. She just, and by the way, I have a lot of redheads on my network. Now we got Heath. How that, we have so many redheads on the network. I promise I don't have a fetish. It's not me. It just happened that way. Again, <laughs> if anybody's looking at a side TV and they're going, ah, oh, they got too many redheads. We don't have enough blondes. Shut up. It's not, it's not that. I don't go out looking for redheads, okay? I promise you. Just how it happened. <sighs> Anyways, there are some hot redheads on my network, though, especially Heath. Absolutely. But <laughs> we, I just reached out. She called back. We talked. Uh, she happened to be coming to Denver. And I was like, well, hell, let's just film an episode there. Well, and the original premise of the show was let's do stuff around the city. And then you wrestle that night. You're going to be in these cities anyways to wrestle. So let's, I'll meet you there starting in Denver, which is an hour away from me. And we'll film, you know, restaurants. And we did the Denver Botanical Gardens. We did iFly, which is the indoor, uh, uh, skydiving thing. We did a legal Pete's taco joint. We you know, had a good time. And then we filmed the wrestling thing. That's a great premise for a show. It's not really sticking because of COVID, but um, yeah, it's just a good show. It's a fun show. We did uh, the second one in Tampa, which we'll be returning to doing some stuff on the outskirts of Tampa. And um, we did some jet skiing and another restaurant and a toy store. So, I mean, it's just that kind of thing. It's like a little travel show, and I, she's good at what she does. She um, pushes it for the most part. She, I mean, all of us could push it harder, of course. And uh, I enjoy having her. So watch the Evil East show. More coming real soon. Um, let's talk about Eddie Finocchiaro for New York Ham. Uh, how the hell did I meet Eddie? I really don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I had to have seen him somewhere. <laughs> Obviously, duh. No, I had to be online. He has a, a, a radio show called uh, Ham Radio, H-A-M Radio. And I, I just remember thinking like, well, first of all, I thought he was on Sirius Radio because he works there, but I thought he was like a DJ for Sirius Radio. <clears throat> and I was like, well, damn, this guy's funny as hell, man. I love his voice, his presentation, his personality is just like next level stuff here. Like, why isn't this guy like, like major, like in markets all over the country? And why, why doesn't this guy have like all these fans and stuff? And I was kind of a fan of the radio show. And I, I just reached out to him and said, Hey man, you want to bring this radio show to life? And, uh, I figured it originally, that it would be something that he could just send me like, okay, we filmed the radio show and I put the radio show on the network, but it escalated like most things do where it became basically a destination travel show about, uh, New York city and talk about an endless topic to tell. Uh, it's, <laughs> there's everything in New York city and there's a lot of everything in New York city. So we can do a thousand episodes and, and not get bored. But I got out there, uh, thanks again to Heather Noel. She's makes things happen, man. Um, 
We met Eddie, and Eddie's everything that I was hoping he'd be. Uh, He's turned into a pretty damn good friend, and I miss him. We didn't get the film out there because of COVID for a long time. It's going on two years now, and it sucks. That really sucks. Like, I'm pissed about that. We should have, like, six or ten episodes by now. But uh, no. So we're going to be out there real soon, though. And I uh, can't wait to see the guy. Uh, We did Katz's Deli, which was... uh, a big moment for me, because I filmed Go There, Eat That at Katz's Deli like two or three years prior, and the audio was shit. Like Garrett, who I'll talk about also in a minute, like hit a, a, a lever or something, and it just really high-pitched and tinny and grainy sound, and it just pissed me off when I got home so bad. Not Garrett, just me in general, and all of us, just for ruining such an iconic place. Uh, the, the the thing that we did at, at Katz's Deli. So I was really pissed, but it was really uh, rewarding and uh, somewhat healing to film there again and do it with Eddie, who's uh, way better than I am um, at talking on uh, anything to include radio shows. Uh, good stuff, though. We got to go to New York Penis Cakes, which he would just lit up. He was in he was in his element, you know, after listening to his show and knowing him a little bit from talking to him, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing New York penis cakes." And it was supposed to be a show about like more adult travel show stuff, like sex shops and and strip clubs and things like that, but it's kind of just turned into a uh, just having Eddie there is all the edge we need. So we did a church, St. Patrick's Cathedral, most popular church in the world. Um the original one too, not the big flashy one on 5th or 6th Avenue, whatever it is. But uh, the original one, like where The Godfather was shot and all this stuff, not shot, like the movie The Godfather was filmed, um, amongst many, many other uh, like good gangster films. I almost said Goodfellas, but I don't think that was. Anyway, um, Eddie's just awesome. Uh, I enjoyed not only filming with him, but just hanging out with him for a couple days. Uh, I think three days we filmed three episodes. It was just fun. He was a fun guy to be around, man. Um, like he's just one of those people where as soon as you meet him, you love him. And, uh, I do. And I can't wait to get back out there. I owe him and I owe this show, you know, that trip to New York. I think we're about in the clear. So, uh, let's get out there, Eddie, and do some stuff. If you haven't listened to ham radio, look up ham radio and, uh, listen, I think it's on Mondays and, uh, by all means watch New York ham on a side TV. Gigi, one of the OGs for Asai TV. Oh, man. I think this was another one of those. I think this was a recommendation. I believe my friend Chris, Chris Fisher said, hey, I know you're looking for talent or something like that. You should meet this girl, Gigi. Her real name's Angela, uh, Angela Hall. And I was like, okay. And I saw a picture of her and I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, beautiful. Just stop. But not just that. It's just, again, have you ever seen somebody smile literally like you have to pull the shades down because you're like, what is that? Like just Gigi has the most beautiful smile ever. And that's the first thing that caught me. And I was like, okay. And, and then I heard her doing some like a uh, podcast or online video or something. I'm like, wow, she like connects and she talks and she's got personality. It's, it's, it's Again, it's like, I didn't discover Gigi, but I'm glad that I, I found her. Like just a, I would, I, I know diamond in the rough is something you're supposed to say, but she, well, she's not rough. She's just a diamond that hasn't been like 
seen by the world yet, but should be. Uh, we started filming around Colorado just to get some pilots in, and uh, it's one of the original shows that's still airing. And I, man, it's been a while since we've done one. We did Pueblo last year, uh, which ended up being fun with the paddle boarding and the fishing and all these different things. But I just, uh, I, I don't know why she lives here in Colorado Springs. I don't know why we don't have 400 episodes at this point. It's always fun. We always have a good time. And unless we travel with each other for more than three days, then we hate each other. Uh, but it's one of those, I have nothing but respect for Gigi. She's such a good talent. I know she's busy. She's got two beautiful little girls who, oh my God, they've grown so much since I met them. I didn't recognize them last time I saw them. I'm like, dude, there's this three Gigi's now. I don't, who are these, who are these other two Gigi's? They're like just, uh, beautiful, beautiful girls. Of course they are. Cause look at their mom. She's beautiful. Um, but man, we did, we did, we've done so much. Haven't we, Gigi? We've, I mean, th- through the stresses of getting to San Diego, through the, the joys of flying in a private plane over the downtown Los Angeles to, uh, you know, Atlanta to, Nashville to even Pueblo and all the stuff we did around Colorado. We've done so much Vegas, ah, man, we've had a lot of fun, but I, I truly believe there's 10 times as much fun on the horizon for the two of us uh, filming. Oh yeah. I didn't tell you the name of her show. Best day ever, man. Best day ever featuring Gigi. Uh, just a travel show, man, with, with her. And a lot of people go, you know what, Brandon, a lot of your shows are exactly the same. Yes, they are. But you know what makes them completely different? It's the person, it's the captain of the ship. Gigi might have the same show as Ricky. But you know what? If you watch both shows, they're completely different. The music's different. The themes are different. The personalities are different. The way they talk are different. It's Yes, they may have similar models. They may have a, a certain template, but it's the people that are it's not about that. It's, it's, that's, that's me. That's just how I know how to do things. Okay. One of these days I'll be able to hire a big time crew and they can go off and film shows and they'll all be completely different. Wah, wah, wah. Yes. There's a lot of the similar concepts, but you'd have to be crazy to think they're all the same. Cause they're not, they're not at all. So it, it's the personalities that, that separate everything, but I love me some Gigi. And I can't wait to get doing another OG for SI TV, Garrett Kuhn. Man, we've done some stuff, Garrett, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, Garrett has ran camera for me through just about every episode of The Angry Show, which no longer uh, is on SI TV. Uh, he's done probably a third of their, the Go There, Eat That segments all over the country. Like, you name a city, me and Garrett have probably been there. <clears throat> we started off doing the... Um, a show called this land, which was just Garrett doing commentary about different cities that we visited. Cause I wanted to have something while we were going to all these cities. That's long gone. Um, then he started hosting, uh, with sign in hand, which was pretty groundbreaking. I think, uh, not only is he a fantastic host, a fantastic on-screen personality, good looking guy, great looking guy speaks so intelligently and so clean and well, uh, he's made to do that stuff. He he's made to be like the host of destination adventure or whatever these shows are called. These travel TV type shows. Um, 
And I've always thought that, and that's why we started doing Lost in America, where we just go to these like American gyms, G-E-M-S, uh, that are everywhere, like the uh, the abandoned Atlanta prison farm we did, the Parthenon in Nashville that we did, the Pioneer Saloon, the uh, Paladuro Canyon, uh, the Quinault Rainforest, the Satsop Nuclear Power Plant, just all these things that are everywhere that people may not know about. You may know about them. I mean, everybody knows about everything, but you don't know that much about them. And he's just so articulate and just explaining these locations and the history behind them. There's so much more to this show. There's so much more to this show. Um, I'm guilty of not doing the show justice. I think Garrett deserves a lot more because uh, a lot of these are run and gun. And I like those kind of shows. And I really like having those kind of shows because we can just build content and build content and get, you know, I think we've got 10 episodes of his show or whatever it is. But I think his show deserves a full production crew. He deserves to be a, the host of something like that because he's so damn good. So uh, <clears throat> here's to another uh, seven years, my friend. I'm hoping you're a big part of it from here on out. My other road dog, uh, Leah, Leah Murphy or Leah Sparkle, Ruby Sparkle, whatever you want to call her, for Sparkle Nation. It's another run and gun show. It's very much like Lost in America, but this is more like counterculture stuff. We've done medieval beast parties. That sounds gross, but it's it's not that bad. Um, we've done like... Uh, metaphysical shops and uh geez zombie outbreaks we've done the museum of the weird doll's head trail in atlanta we've done uh things in vegas just weird counterculture stuff millennium fandom bar uh nuclear uh testing museums uh the goonies locations up in astoria oregon i always have a great time with leah i really can she's my favorite cat sitter she watches my cat when i'm gone and when she's not on the road with me uh, we usually get out for about a week a year. Um, we haven't this year so far, so I'm kind of bummed about that, but for obvious reasons. And it's just, uh, I don't know, we're kind of similar people. She chews her gum loud, and I made her stop. That's really the only negatives I have to say about Leah. Um, but <clears throat> we've primarily, oh, now they're mowing the lawns. Of course they're going to start mowing the lawns when I'm recording things. Can you hear that? That's what the window closed. It's annoying. But anyways, anybody that takes care of my cat is a good friend of mine, and she's here in town, and we really have no excuses uh, not to be filming a lot more of this show as well. But here's the thing. For all of you, Gigi, Leah, Chantel, who lives up in Denver, you have to bug me. <laughs> you have to. It's a two-way, it's a two-person thing here. I'm out trying to make new deals and get shows with these big names that'll bring us money so we can travel more. Do you understand what I'm saying here? So if you want more shows, if you want to be, you know, get more episodes or come up with different ideas or find locations, help me. <laughs> we will do it. <sighs> Anyways, sucks being a one-man show at times here. Another one of my homegrown talents, um, this is a weird story. Uh, it's, I told you about Ayana earlier who hosted Too Sweet, and I, I do want to talk more about her later. Um, her mom and I were dating, and uh, her mom's Aeon Cruz, and I was doing the Go There Eat That show pretty heavy at that time. And I wanted something for her, and I've always wanted to do a show 
not just about the food, but about drinks, about, you know, bars, breweries, distilleries, wineries, so on and so forth. And Aeon just has this explosive personality. Just, again, you just see her and you and it's, you know, why at the time I fell in love with the girl. I was just like, oh my God, I can't keep my eyes off of her and I can't stop listening to her. She's just entertaining. That's really the big word over everything. Just very entertaining person. So I said, well, why don't you do the drink show? So, you know, you can hold the camera for me while I'm doing the food show and I'll hold the camera for you while you're doing the drink show. We can just travel the world and have fun. And for a lot of, for a while, we did that. Uh, you know, we went to New Orleans and Detroit and uh, Aspen and uh, there's other places, but we, we did like five or six episodes and it was, it was a lot of fun when we were doing, it. I was very proud of her because she came from like a acting and a, I guess modeling and musician background which, uh, you know, I, I guess sets you up for just having that explosive, carefree, in-your-face personality, just just a very loud presence, you know, and I, that's great if when you're being filmed. Um, and funny enough, we just started talking recently, and I don't like having negativity, no matter who cares what caused it. I'm not a fan of just... Like, I don't like that person anymore. And, you know, we shared a lot of good moments. Why shouldn't we be, like, somewhat friends? It's just, even if we're just talking on Instagram, who gives a shit? I just like having that cleared. It just makes me feel better as a person. And hopefully through that, we get to film more episodes of Too Sweet with Ayana. And that's basically all I was going to say later. Uh, It's on the table is all I'm going to say. I tried to replace her, and you can't because she's too good at what she's doing. She's older now. Uh... So she's not the cute little, you know, <laughs> it's just cute. I mean, she's still cute, I imagine, but I can't imagine her being that little 11-year-old that was, you know, eating cakes and stuff. So maybe you have to think of something different. I don't know. Anyway, um, back to the drink with Hillary. Uh, once Aeon and I broke up and it happens, whatever, uh, I didn't want to stop doing that show. So I called another ex-girlfriend <laughs> from years prior. We dated for a few months, whatever. Uh, Hillary Harris. And uh, Hillary's just, I put it out there. I said, who wants to do this show? The drink. Hillary answered, I'll do it, dude, or whatever, however she said it. And that kind of sounds like something she would say, I'll do it, I'll do it. So she lives in Phoenix now, which doesn't make it easy. But we've managed to knock out five episodes. And we've been to Phoenix and uh, California to like an animal uh, sanctuary slash winemaking place called Rock Canyon uh, Wineries. Uh, we've been all over Vegas. We recently uh, went down to Tombstone, Arizona, which was just a blast. We went to the Silver Mines and Doc Holiday's saloons. We saw gunfights and just a total blast. I had a great time. My daughter was with me on that trip, so that was a lot of fun and uh, got to connect with her as well. And um, yeah, it's just been a, it's, it's been a really cool thing with Hillary. Um, different entirely. Here's an example of what I was talking about before. It's the exact same show. It's the drink with Aeon Cruz, and then it's the drink with Hillary Harris. It's the same show, same music, same graphics, whatever, but it's totally different because of the two different hosts. It just is. And I love both of them, and I think um, I'm glad to have them, you know, on the show. I'm, I'm grateful for all the adventures that we did with Aeon. We got to go to Detroit, my hometown, and uh, we got to uh, go to Harpo's, where I, I can't tell you how many memories I have at Harpo's Concert Theater. Um, 
got to interview Vinny Dombrowski from Sponge. I got to see new places like, uh, uh, what was it called? Sugar something, blah, whatever. It was just really fun, man. And I got to go to Lafayette Coney Island with them as well. So, and then while, you know, she was there, we got to do stuff with Ayana. So it just, man, I love this kind of stuff. I do. And, uh, with uh, Hillary, like I said, we went to all those different places, and I've always wanted to go to Tombstone. That's another bucket list thing. Checked off because of Asai TV. <sighs> so anyways, watch the drink. There's a whole lot of episodes on there between the two of them, and uh, yeah, I kept the old ones too because I put a lot of work into them, and I own the show. So anyway. <laughs> oh, Vinny and Luke. Vinny, Vineyard, Funkmaster V, and Luke Walker. Big and funky collectively. These guys came out of nowhere. Um, they found out I had a network that was building at the time. They've been with me through a lot of downs and a lot of and a few ups, uh, but they're still with me, and that means a lot to me. I still talk to them all the time. We're getting ready to put together a movie next year, I'm hoping. And um, just, you know what? I, I wish I had a friend. As I, I do, I really, and it sounds sad, but I wish I had a friend like Vinny has Luke and Luke has Vinny. I'm sure they don't get along 24 seven and I'm sure there's uh, you know, all friends are, are friends and it comes with all the friends stuff, but I don't have that. I've never had that. Uh, not in years and years and years. So, uh, I think the last time I had it was my friend, Mike Barrett. And I was back in Detroit when I was in my early twenties. I just don't have that man. Um, I know, you know, Dave Lukasik, my guitar player again, who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, he was like that. We talked all the time and, uh, he was my go-to guy. But even then, he lived in Oklahoma. I lived in Colorado. Like, when the, when the hell was I seeing the guy? Uh, I just did. I, man, I'm jealous of that friendship that they have and that working camaraderie um, and the fact that they can bounce off of each other and and produce all the stuff that they produce. And they've been doing the wrestling with ghost things forever. I just got an episode, an upgraded episode yesterday, so I'll be putting that up pretty soon. There's like 12 episodes in total on Asai TV. Uh, they have a bunch of movies like The Hike, which is on Amazon Prime now. I'm really proud of these guys. Um, I'm glad they're they're on a side TV. I'm glad I can consider them friends. And I really don't have enough nice things to say about them. I just wish they were closer. And I wish uh, it was big and funky and Brandon. I think that'd be. Uh, I think that that yeah you have that little three way friendship thing going. But I don't think I'm cool enough, man. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I. I guess there's more wrestling with ghosts coming and they do another show called it happened to me, which is still on the network. I'm hoping there's more of those coming. And, uh, eventually I'm hoping we can start putting their movies on a side TV as well. So man, it's just cool, man. It, I love their, their brand, just that big and funky thing. They're just doing whatever the hell they want to do. They're making it happen. I respect the hell out of people that do that. I try to be that person myself. I created a television network. People, something I've always wanted to do. So I did it. They obviously have always wanted to do this stuff. We both come from a, and, and they did it. We both come from a music background. We both come from a wrestling background. These guys are brothers from other mothers. And I'm so glad that I'm so glad they reached out. I'm so glad I got to meet them. Just cool stuff, man. Um, through them, I got to meet a guy named Tony Covington, uh, also known as hack from hacks horror show. <clears throat> I'm not supposed to like Hack's horror show, but I do. I like him very much. If the, uh, it's supposed to be like the creepy bastard stepbrother that lives under the front porch of a side TV. That's what Hack's horror show is supposed to be. 
Uh, but I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy him as a person. He works his ass off to promote this network. He, uh, man, um, <laughs> it, it's just one of those weird things where it's like, <clears throat> if it wasn't Tony, if it wasn't Hack, I probably wouldn't have the show on the network. It's why? Why would I? But he constantly gives us stuff. And he constantly, and when I say why would I, I don't mean it's a bad show. I don't mean anything against the show at all. I'm just saying it's not mine. It's not, you know, it's it's just not, you know, Good Brother. with that. That's the route we're going. We're going with big names. We're going with all of these different things. And, you know, they got this little scary bastard with blood all over him just kind of lingering around. He's the hemorrhoid of a Psy TV is what he is. He's a popped bloody hemorrhoid of a Psy TV. But for some reason, I enjoy the pain. That's disgusting. All of that was this horrible. I'm trying to say nice things about it, but I think I'm saying horrible things. But in turn, they're nice things. So anyways, watch Hacks Horror Show and uh, tell me what you think. <laughs> that was a mess. Synologia is something that we just recently added. It's kind of a retirement home for a lot of old movies and a lot of old TV shows and uh, all kinds of fun stuff that we're going to, I got to get about, get my ass back out to Vegas because there's a whole lot of going on out there that I have to be a part of. I think that'll be at the end of October, but yeah, send a log in, man. It's cool. We got just a bunch of old movies and, uh, just cool stuff. Not even old movies, just, just a final resting place for all these, uh, works of art. So definitely check out Cinelogia. uh, you know, it'd be smart if I had the TV behind me so I can kind of go through these stations and these different shows and stuff like that and tell you a little more about what's actually on it. Man, I'm getting like low on breath. I'm having like an altitude day. I didn't, I don't think I've drank any water today. I had a cup of coffee this morning. We're dropping off the kid at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. Oh, that water has been sitting there for a while. I don't know what's in it. Don't care. It's wet. Whew. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about me for a little bit. You guys want to talk about me? I don't care if you want to talk about me or not because I want to talk about me because I have a couple shows at a side TV. One of them is Go There, Eat That. We travel the world. I eat things. And uh, I say the world because it's going to be the world here pretty soon, hopefully if all things go well. But so far, it's been just about everywhere in the country, every corner, north, south, east, west. And uh, man, it's been fun. I'd, I'd give you some memories from this show, but... Most of my memories from these uh, filming trips are stuff between takes. I just have a great time hanging out with the people I get to hang out with and uh, telling stories that normally probably wouldn't have been able to be told on, on this level. So I enjoy that show. We're going to have a whole new season to go there, eat that probably, honestly, next year and uh, look forward to that. I might squeeze one out by the end of this year, though. And then uh, Father, Son, Spooky Ghost, of course, there's that show and... Uh, Man, I have another show there on, on the network, too, called One Nation Under Pop. I was a massive Funko Pop collector for a while, and it got way out of control. I had like a $20,000 collection, but <clears throat> that has since sold, and um, I have a very few left. But, man, that got really, really, really escalated very, very fast. It was not okay anymore. I had no free wall space my entire anywhere in this house, nowhere could I do anything? It was just Funko Pops everywhere. Like there's over a thousand of them. It was nuts. There's pictures. If you want to watch the show, watch the show. I go to all these different Funko Pop stores all over the country and uh, 
it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But I looked at Funko Pops like I was playing the stock market, and I did, and I won. Uh, also do the voice of Mr. Quackles for Mr. Quackles versus the Internet. We only have one episode. That is my fault because I've been busy doing other things. Um, I probably have time today to film a couple episodes, but my throat's killing me. And Mr. Quackles is, oh, God, I can't even do it. No, there will be no Mr. Quackles here in the next few days. Uh, I don't think I'll be talking or doing anything for the next couple of days, to be honest with you. And then um, we have another show called Moto Vixens, which I just finished the last two episodes of. And uh, Carol Carpenter is awesome. She's a very driven businesswoman up in uh, Olympia, Washington. Uh, I love her as a person. And I've had some extremely amazing memories filming this show. We agreed to do five. The fifth one is done. Um, I don't think I'm going to do any more, though. It's just there's too many too many chefs in that kitchen. Uh, communication is terrible. I've since sent, like, I haven't heard anything uh, for, for, like, two months, or maybe a month, actually, about the last two episodes. It's just, and, and, you know, then they'll say, oh, we haven't heard from you. I'm like, come on. It's just one of those things where way too many chefs in the kitchen, and I like all the chefs, but not working for all of them at once. I don't do scripts. Um, they write scripts and then I get the scripts and then we don't do anything on the scripts because the scripts are terrible and they don't make any sense. And then we do something else and then, oh, there's my cat. She's not dead. Anyways, here's a little bit of negativity. I'm, I think I'm at what? 17% right now. I still got about another 8% left to do. <coughs> oh man, I'm dying over here. Uh, anyway. Uh, nothing against Carol. I think she's great, and I love the Moto Vixens uh, company. Uh, I but I've done what I said I was going to do, and it's it's just time to move on. And uh, you know, I lose money on that show, and that's just the bottom line. You can't lose money in a business, and uh, if it's not making me money, and I'm not enjoying it, and it just becomes work, like a lot of work, like irritating, frustrating work, then at that point. I'm just out. You know, if you don't like what I'm doing, then don't do it with me. It's pretty simple. Uh, but personally, this is not personal at all. That's all business. I just don't want to do the show anymore. So I think Moto Vixens is finito. Uh, they're more than welcome to do whatever they want with these episodes. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Uh, there's some things that I have, like, you know, like I, I would fight them. Like, no, you're not doing anything with that. I own the show. And, uh, that's just that. But uh, this one is like here. Just go have it. Have fun with it. Do your thing and uh, stay in touch every six months. Just say hi just so I know you're alive and well. Uh, love them to death. I do. I mean that. It just it was a good opportunity. I've met other people through this opportunity that have been wonderful that we're going to start filming with. So like Chef Jason Wilson at the Lake House. I'm, I got to get in touch with him again because he's an amazing chef with an amazing restaurant. And he wants to do a cooking show. So there's going to be a lot of cooking shows actually coming up. I'm thinking about doing one myself. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, time to go with Motivixens and uh, move on. Can't keep doing everything forever. Otherwise, uh, that's all you'll do. You'll never grow. <sighs> Next segment. <laughs> we done here yet? I might shorten this up. Maybe I'll save the mail for Now I got some good questions here. Uh, anyway. Canceled shows. Speaking of motivations, I'm done. 
I mean, they can go off and do 20 more episodes themselves, find somebody else, whatever. But uh, like, again, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. I'm doing this because I want to live life having fun on my terms. I'm not going to have no fun on someone else's terms. Uh, we had a show called To The Last Bite, and it was the first thing we ever filmed for Psy TV. And I liked it. I loved the concept. We had cool graphics, good music. <clears throat> the concept was was a one-on-one eating competition, which kind of doesn't age well now with health concerns and things like that. But it was a it was a food competition. It was an eating competition between two people, and we did three first round matches, and then all three winners went into the finals. We um, it was fun. I, I still have the the files somewhere. I mean, I'd probably watch it now and cringe, uh, but I kind of wish we would have kept doing this show because it was just a fun concept. But again, it didn't age well, like I said, with health concerns and you don't want to see somebody eating up two pounds of ice cream or any other, or five pounds of sandwiches or whatever it is. Uh, But it had legs. It could have been fun. The reason it got canceled immediately because the person who actually won the show was a complete an utter douchebag who there's like, I can think of maybe two people on the entire planet that if their heads rolled by me, I would just look at it and maybe kick it back up the hill and watch it roll down again. I, I just, I'm a very positive person. I've made a million friends and I have very few people who hate my guts. Eh, maybe five people I can think of now that the list is growing. But this guy is like sits near the top of it. He's a piece of shit, and um, I seriously, I like nothing against his family and everything. But if he died tomorrow, I would just golf clap and be like, "Ooh, that's one less stain on society." So when you got someone like that as the winner of a show that you produced, you tend not to want to put it on your network. So f that guy, and uh, I wish nothing but the worst for him. If you knew why. You'd know why, trust me. Piece of shit. Uh, so that's why we don't do To The Last Bite. Cool name and everything, though. Um, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. Like I said, is, is an a eating competition, like, is that cool nowadays? Is it going to offend anybody? Like, well, they're starving people over there, and you're wasting all that. God, have you watched MasterChef? You know how much food goes to waste on there? Like, truckloads. Anyways, the next show, and here's a, here, this is all the negativity. This is the rest of it. I have no more negativity after this quick little uh, uh, list of shows that have canceled. Next show, The Chateau, which featured the Cat Girl Manor, um, the girls at the Cat Girl Manor. Now, most would think, okay, Brandon's filming the show because there's a bunch of hot girls dressed like cats. That's 10% of the reason. The real reason is because I thought this place was a haven for women who've been through all these different things, uh, whether it's abuse or just any kind of abuse, whatever, uh, drug, you know, recovering drug addicts, all kinds of stuff. I really thought this was a place where, you know, women went to just be a part of something and have, you know, uplifting, positive, uh, people around them and be a part, like I said, be a part of something and have that little support group. But it, I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. But a lot of allegations came out about just awful shit. And I don't want to get into it because I have no proof of any of it. Um, None of it happened to me or before my eyes. Uh, We only got two episodes out in like two years. So that's really the main reason. When you reach out to somebody 
Listen, listen, if someone says, yes, let's do a show, let's cover this, 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 and we'll tell all these stories and we'll, we'll do all this stuff. We'll go to Vegas. We'll go to New Orleans. We'll cover those events. When someone says yes, and they start barking all these different things out, I'm like, yes, let's do this. This is going to be awesome. And then you film an episode and then you reach out to them for a year and nothing. And then you film another episode finally. And then another year passes. You're like, okay, look, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not reaching out to you anymore. I don't care. You didn't make us any money anyway. You could have if you promoted it. You could have if you done more episodes with us. But if you don't and you ignore, I, first of all, fuck you if you're ignoring me. I'm busting my ass to tell your story. I'm busting my ass on my own damn dime to put you in a certain light, to put you on a platform where people all over the world can enjoy you and your story and your dumb face. So don't fucking ignore me and not answer the phone. That shit pisses me off. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't. I don't care if you're one of these big celebrities and a lot of these guys do that. So that's why I don't reach out to you. If you haven't heard from me, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard from me in a while, that's why. Guess what? It's a two-way street. Reach out to me if you want to do some stuff as well. Just pisses me off. Then you're, why did you cancel our show? Uh, excuse me, you canceled it yourself by not answering your phone and not doing episodes and not doing anything to promote it. So there. Next show. Heart of Addiction. I had such high hopes for this show, man. Um, the guy that ran the the place, Nathan, I seemed like such a sweet guy. Uh, and and was, for the most part. Um, it was just a communication thing. It's like, okay, I did five episodes for you, which, again, they didn't promote at all. Um, I did five episodes for you. I interviewed recovering alcoholics and drug addicts and just did my best to tell their stories and make it look like a watchable TV show. This is all real stuff, man. Every bit of it was real. And I um, put a lot of time into it. And honestly, I lost money on it. It just, and then the communication was just terrible. A lot of promises, both personal and financial, just not met at all. So, bye. <laughs> like, bye. I don't, it's not that. It, the network got rid of that show about a, what, a year ago, and we're doing just fine, better than ever. None of these shows are, are you know, that little pin that keeps things together. None of them are. It's a, it's a chain link. It's, it's, it's chain. You know, we could break a, a, a piece of chain link here, but guess what? The rest of the chain is still strong. So none of you are needed, but you're all wanted. If you don't want to be here, don't freaking be here. If you don't want to do a little bit of work, then don't be here. It's simple as that, man. Alone in the Dark. Now, that was the show that I did by myself, paranormal show, hanging out in creepy places all over the country, just by myself and a camera. It's a great concept. I enjoyed doing it. People liked it. But I really liked doing the father-son spooky ghost show better, so it didn't really make sense to uh, have them both. And uh, hopefully we can go ahead and redo some of these places because a lot of them are close. And uh, we can go redo the Cripple Creek Jail. We can redo uh, maybe Hell Scream or their other location they have here in town, Haunted House. Uh, 
just me and the kid. So I enjoyed it, but it was old. It wasn't really up to modern SI TV standards. And it's just me talking for an hour. Nobody, I, I get bored, honestly. I got bored by myself. It wasn't really that much fun to shoot. It was work. So, I mean, all of these are work, but that was like just, ugh, what can I do now? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I got to fill another 10 minutes on this show and there's nothing to do. So, anyways, I think uh, Father, Son, Spooky Ghost is like 10 times better and uh, I enjoy doing it a lot more. So that's why I got rid of that one. Hellscream, speaking of Hellscream, Hellscream was the first show on a side TV that I worked really, really hard on. Really hard on. Um, I said hard on twice. <laughs> okay. I got busted my ass on that show physically, emotionally. Uh, again, never made a dime from it. And a lot of that's not Hellscream's fault because we were a free network when that show came out. Uh, but it was like the best show we had on. It was the number one thing you would see when you logged into a side TV or turned on Roku. It just honestly, I mean, there's other reasons like uh, that I took it down, I think about a year and a half ago. Uh, recently, you know, there's been a major bad thing that happened with one of the uh, one of the owners who was the main person on the show, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't there. I have no opinion on it. I still like him as a person. So none of my business, I'm not going to talk about what happened or who it was or any of that stuff, but that's one reason why it's not on there and it'll never be on there again. But <clears throat> after, uh, we did like five seasons and, uh, we were getting ready to do the fifth season after the third season, I, after the second season, I'll say this, I felt very unappreciated and unwelcomed. The first season I was there, getting to know everybody, they're kind of like, okay, this guy is doing a good job. We like the show. Cool. Second season, I'm like family with that place. Could do no wrong. We're just knocking these episodes out. And uh, a lot of the cool people from the first season didn't make it to the second season, which kind of sucks. So I like the first season the best. The second season was okay. It just wasn't as good as the first season. By the time the third season came around, I was just like, am I in the way? Like, I would show up and people would be like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, first of all, I didn't do shit to these people. I didn't do nothing to them. I just talked to a Jeff, the, one of the, the remaining owners, uh, a couple weeks ago. And we talked like old friends. And he was never the problem. He was always been cool as hell. Just everybody else in the building made me feel like I was not welcome or... You know, people started partaking less, and I'm just. And then we we filmed the fourth season, and I'm just like, okay, I just hate it here. I hate doing this. I really, I hated it. I freaking hated it. And you know, how many times can you tell the same story over and over and over again? Now we had some people that like committed suicide and stuff, and we got that, and we told their stories, which I was honored to do. But it just, it just became not fun at all. It, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, it's a great concept. I wouldn't mind doing it from scratch. Uh, but I, I don't, yeah, it, it just, it just got to be annoying. Like, I don't like to be annoyed. I definitely don't like to be disrespected. So when you do both, fuck you, I'm out. <sighs> break the silence. You know, I'll say break the silence. And my story, uh, living with cancer, 
those were two stories, uh, two shows that I was doing because I wanted to go that route. I wanted to talk about domestic violence and give these people a platform. I wanted to talk about people that were living with cancer that, you know, terminal cancer. And, uh, but damn, man, uh, it's just, I'll, I'll start with my story first. Susan, uh, uh, Dinopoli, I forget what the hell's her last name. Nice lady, love her to death, but not just not like into it. She wasn't 100% committed to this. We could have had so many stories told. We could have given like just these people a time capsule to their lives with old pictures and videos and just talk about their lives. That's what I really wanted it to be a tribute to these people. We've lost both of them that we were talked to. We did two episodes and both of them are gone now. And there was no opportunity to make it better. It was just a, I don't know. <coughs> it just, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying again. It was just sad and hard. And I still want to do something where people get a, an opportunity to just showcase their life and like it just be a tribute. But you know, it, Felt exploitive after a while. And even like the the Heart of Addiction show just felt exploitive. Uh, Break the Silence, I filmed all eight episodes in one day. There's straight up uncut interviews with people that lost children to domestic violence. But the people that ran that company, Break the Silence, whatever it's called, um, just, just awful, awful people. Uh, not awful. I don't know. I shouldn't say awful. Just drama queens, big time. Like just everyone's against them, and I didn't want to be part of that. I don't like those kind of people. I kept their stories on there for a while because those people deserved it, but it just ran its course. And you know, again, I'm out. If if I'm not, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. If you don't want to continuously push the show, film new content, and uh, have fun with it, then go, go, get out. And I like, I love Susan. She's still a friend of mine, but. If you don't want to do any more episodes, then go, go, get out. And if you don't like the way I work, then don't work with me. It's simple as that. It doesn't have to be a dramatic thing. It doesn't have to be an argument or ill feelings or any of that. It's easy to just pull the plug and be done with it. <sighs> Anyways, what else was there? There was more shows. I don't want to talk about them. I think I've fulfilled my negativity. Uh, I'm going to fire through the rest of this stuff, to be honest with you. There's some shows I want to redo. Like I said, I want to redo more Too Sweet with Ayana Cruz. Uh, we have a show called Shoe, Adventures in Pest Control. We've been doing it with Jeff Pokel, uh, Pokel? Uh, Mokel. Um, we did four episodes, and they were fun. We're up there with baby owls and baby skunks and catching uh, snakes. and just I loved it. I loved that kind of a show. Uh, but he's another one. I haven't heard from him in, what, two years? About two years ago, he said, dude, let's film more stuff. Awesome. When do you want to do it? Never heard from him again. So see you later. I'll find somebody else who does the same exact same thing you do, and we will make it just as good, if not better. Done. Simple as that. Uh, let see. Happy Healthy Hungry was a show we did with Shannon Flaherty. Uh, she was a really close friend one minute and then completely flaked out as soon as she met this guy. Simple as that. There's no other thing about it. Um, I don't know what I did that was wrong, if anything. Uh, but I, I love doing that show. We did Gatlinburg. We did New Orleans. We did Austin. Um, 
I would love to pick that show back up and do uh, more shows called Happy, Healthy, Hungry, which is just about, you know, just what it is. It's exercise and healthy food and just places that take you to a, a Zen state, you know, just happy, healthy, hungry, things that make you happy, things that make you healthy, things that make you hungry. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of people about doing that show. Has it happened yet? Nope. So, uh, but I, that's always going to be on the back burner. Um, new shows that we are going to be doing. I told you about Chelsea Green. She's awesome. Very infectious person. We're going to be doing a show. Uh, I'm not sure what the name is, but it's going to be next month. I'll be out there in Florida and uh, wearing a mask and uh, <laughs> stupid Florida. And uh, we're going to be hitting beaches all over Florida. Hopefully we can get three to four episodes done just like that. Josh Morningstar is a country singer and a country a writer for country music. We're going to go on the road with him. Don't know what the show is called. Don't know when it's going to happen, but I guarantee it's going to happen. Still want to do the Asai TV Kids show uh, with puppets and just different lessons and different segments and things with all these different awesome kids we have. Definitely going to be doing that someday soon. Make Me Believe, still on the back burner. It's where I go around uh, exploring religions and all that stuff. Absolutely. Nathan Orton out in New York City is a stand-up comic. Going to do that one. Hotel Awesome is where we go to awesome hotels. Simple as that. The list gets bigger and bigger. Every time uh, I I keep lists of hotels that I want to hit, and that list is like 30 deep right now. On the roadside, we have... uh, Meow Wolf episode already in the can. Just got to put it together. I want to get like five or six episodes first, and then we'll put it out there all at once. Uh, Laura Diorsi, <clears throat> talking about doing a cooking show with her. That's going to happen. I mean, there's so much stuff, man. There's, I could literally double this list. This is off the top of my head. Um, so many new shows. So many new shows. Uh, we've been talking to like Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister, Eric Stohansky from Broken Lizard and Super Troopers, Renee Paquette, uh, from, still planning on doing a cooking show with her, Fred Corey from uh, Cinderella, planning on doing a show with him, Eddie Trunk, uh, doing a rock and roll show with him, Vinny Dombrowski, we talked about doing a show about Detroit with. There's just so many, uh, like literally this time next year, or this time in two years, we could have an extra 20 shows on there, which means I'll get rid of you know probably about 10 that we currently have. The sky's the limit, man. And honestly, the real reason I'm, I'm, I wanted to do this episode, and I'm going to wrap it up real quick here with your mail, um, we're going to be doing another podcast called the Asai TV Podcast. Um, I'm supposed to do a show with a new podcast with Heath Miller. I'm supposed to do a new podcast with Mike Bennett, like I said, and neither one of them panned out, so... Again, I'm not going to keep pushing something that's a brick wall that's just going to end up hurting me in the long run and waste my time. But since I have this open space and I've already bought the space to do an extra podcast or two, I want to do the Asai TV podcast, and uh, it's going to be all things Asai TV. We're going to talk about all the shows that we just talked about, interview all the hosts that we just talked about, and uh, get a real perspective on uh, what it takes to run and operate and continuously escalate and grow this business of a side TV. So look forward to that real soon. You can listen to it wherever you're listening to this. Simple as that. Now let's get to your mail. And I'm not going to do the jingle either because I want to fire through these questions. I'm going to skip half of them. Okay, number one, do you enjoy flying or driving? From Gabe. Um, I don't like airports at all. I hate planes even more. So whenever I get to be rubber to the road and hitting all the towns in between, spending days and days on the road, I even like hotels for some reason. I, I think they're fun. I, I will take driving any day of the week 
If I can find a van big enough, like I did with my Washington trip recently, I'll sleep in the back of the van, take a shower at the gym, go to work. You know, I don't like airports and I hate flying. So that's just that. Uh, What TV show would you like to do? I just named a ton of them. So any of the ones I just named. Uh, Favorite meal you've had with a side TV? That's (laughs) like favorite meal that I've had with a side TV? I don't, that's kind of a weird question, uh, Jay, but, um, I don't know when we're on the road traveling, driving, I enjoy stopping and making road wraps, basically tortilla, turkey, provolone, onion, avocado, mayonnaise, tomato. If I have it, roll it up, put it in my face. I love stopping it. Just stops like you know little rest areas and gas stations and stuff and just making and i like to try i have a rule that when i'm in a new city i can't have anything to eat unless it's an emergency and it's the only thing open but i can't eat anything that i can eat at home if that makes any sense so like if i'm in georgia i'll eat at zaxby's or something because i don't have those in colorado if i'm in detroit i'll eat at white castles or you know whatever like mom and pop shops especially famous places so, yeah, if I have it here in Colorado Springs, which now they have In-N-Out Burger, so I don't have to eat that when I'm on the road. But if I have it here, I'm not allowed to eat it when I'm out there. Simple as that. What do people not understand about a side TV? Apparently, they don't know how, <laughs> that we – I don't think they understand anything. And that's a lot of my fault because I've not had a chance to oppor- uh, the opportunity to fully advertise it yet. And I'm not going to advertise it until it's done, until we have the pay-per-view, until we have the uh, – you know, the live streams and everything's a hundred percent working nominally. I am not going to advertise this thing. I'm not going to advertise a turd. Okay. And I think it's great right now. I really do. I love it right now. Mike Moore, my developer, wonderful job. I've been built a really cool website. It's really a cool thing right now, but it's going to be twice as cool, hopefully by the end of the year. And that is when we start putting a big advertising budget out there. So I don't think people realize it is basically an independent Netflix or Hulu. If you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Amazon Prime, you got HBO Max, you got Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, all of these pluses. You got the Peacock, you got all these things. We're the same damn thing, except for we're only five bucks, 17 cents a day, and we're all independent. So maybe support small business instead of forking your money to these corporate monsters. Okay. Uh, would you ever sell a side TV to a major network? Speaking of which. And that's from John. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything's for sale. If someone says, here's 10 million bucks, I would be like, okay, could I still do Go There, Eat That and film a couple shows for the network and put me on a salary? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always a price. Um, and then if they could take my kid, you know, I mean, honestly, we raise our kids up until they're, what, 17, 18? And then society raises them from there. <clears throat> It's the same thing with your business. You build it up to a certain point and let it go. What is the side TV missing, in my opinion? Um, so many things, man, Sheldon. Um, subscribers. <laughs> That's where you come in. That's the main thing. Uh, we haven't hit our goals yet, and I'm a little miffed about that. We've been around for years now, so it's time to start hitting these goals. I think we're missing a, a lot of things. Uh, advertising. If you're talking about content, I mean, I don't know what we're missing yet. I'll find out when we start filming it. 
Uh, but yeah, we just need subscribers at this point. Places you want to film shows at everywhere. How long will you run a side TV until I die or sell it? Um, here's one. Oh, here's one from Leah from uh, Sparkle Nation. What is the weirdest position you found yourself in while filming for a side TV? Uh, like comfort wise, like back to the hell scream show. I remember hiding in little dark places in a haunted house while, you know, haunted house people came through and just, you know, trying to film their reactions and things like that and being folded up into a little ball on the floor. And, um, I remember being on horseback filming Gigi, who was also on horseback for best day ever in Amarillo. That was almost impossible. I remember I've been on boats. I've been on airplanes. I've been in helicopters. I've been, uh, just underwater. Um, you know, our drones have been over almost every city in the country. It's, uh, there's a lot of different things. I remember being on a golf cart with, uh, gallows and his son, just storming around their property while I'm hanging off the back, holding a camera, trying to get shots of the wheels. And <clears throat> dude, I mean, literally, I think I've become a pretty damn good camera person and pretty versatile, uh, just from filming all these, ad- and they are adventures. That's what they are. I've been in a hundred adventures. I've been on a yacht in San Diego. I've been, like I said, in a plane over Los Angeles. We've been flying helicopters over the Grand Canyon, uh, We've been underground in New York City. Man. Man. We've been in caves. <laughs> Just everywhere. And um, I'm grateful for every experience like that I've had. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the things that they look back and get to do. And like I said, I look around this museum of an office I have now, and it's like, that's incredible. Like, all this stuff is from the last six, six seven years, tops unbelievable and that's it man is that it really that was the last question i did fire through those quick that's amazing anyways be awesome to each other people you know just enough with the disrespect enough with the stupidity just think about how you'd want to be treated if you're driving on the road do you want someone cutting you off and slamming their brakes or speeding 50 more than a speed limit and just if you're you know if you don't smoke and you would you want somebody blowing smoke outside the front of your office? Do you, do you want, you know, walking out of Target or something and there's two people smoking out there? Do you want people like booming their music into your house at three o'clock in the morning or any time of the day with their thumping, shitty bass noise? Do you want this? Is that how you want people to treat you? I don't think it is. So don't treat other people that way. Be good. Enough with the goddamn negativity. Guess what? You're no different than those people in Afghanistan right now. You're no different than the person that you hate right now. We're all humans. We all have the same blood, same DNA. We're all made of stardust. We're on a tiny blue floating rock out in the middle of an endless universe. Do you think it matters any of this? No. So just be respectful to each other. Like, don't waste people's time. Don't make them uncomfortable. Just do your best to stay in your lane. Shut your goddamn mouth because you don't know anything. You're not important. Anyway, this got this is, speaking of escalation. Oh my goodness, what the hell's coming out of my mouth right now? I, I'm just try, trying to say, just be respectful. Be nice. Try, please. You're killing everybody. You're killing me with all this damn negativity, man. I'm trying to put something out into the universe, a television network. Does it matter in the big existence of things? No, it doesn't matter. But it's something you can enjoy in the meantime when we got our 80 years to live if we're lucky. All right? Subscribe to the damn network. <laughs>
<laughs> go to Roku, find a Sci TV app. Go to Amazon Fire, find a Sci TV. Go to uh, Apple TV, find a Sci TV. If you can't find it on any of those locations, you're not trying hard. Or uh, just go to asytv.com. It's available for everyone around the world. So, man. So, why do I keep saying so? You know how many times I edit out thing? Here's some behind the scenes stuff. I edit out the words so and um and lip smacking. That's, that's basically what I do for a living. I just edit those things out. And sometimes you'll get all three. I used to film, I filmed a project for this awful, awful lady named Elizabeth. She just, she, I say awful because she was the most creepy, inappropriate, awful person I've ever met. Just, she had a thing for your friend Brandon here. But she was like 30 years older than me or something and just not my bag of tea by any means of the nest, like by any stretch of the imagination. But it was just straight up sexual harassment is what it was. But I filmed this uh, thing for this awful person and every sentence. So, um, I, every sentence and I have that audio sensory thing where I can't take lip smacking. Okay. I can't take it. By the time I edited the 400 lip smacks out of this project, I wanted to jump off the top of my building here. I couldn't even think straight. It was terrible. Oh, and I used to do that. Like the first couple of things I ever saw myself film. Okay, here we go. And oh, thank God I learned not to do that anymore. So yeah, don't do that ever, ever especially when you're eating. Just don't smack your lips, please. It's another thing. Be respectful. Chew quietly. And don't smack your lips before you say every sentence. It's gross. So was this kind of positive at least? Except for that last little outburst. I'm sorry about that. I mean, not really, but I kind of am. All right. I guess that's it, man. (laughs) I'm going to figure out the, the, the key to positivity. I've been in kind of a funk lately. I'm not going to say I'm depressed because this just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. But lately I've been in a little bit of a funk because I've been stuck here at home not doing a damn thing. Um, I mean, I got everything done and I'm doing more than most people do in a day. But I don't feel like I'm doing anything because I'm not on the road filming things, which is another reason I wanted to talk about Asai TV on this episode and Oh, man. I, I, again, I'm not good at saying goodbye, so um, let me tell you another story. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. Go live your life. Bye.